Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And welcome back to Laying the Points, the Road of His Podcast. I'm Anthony Miko. You can follow me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going well. Uh, we took the, the week off last week following the Super Bowl. Um, another Patriots win, which I was obviously disappointed in, but uh, just a really bad game in general. <laughs> And uh, I'm ready to, to turn the page on the NFL and focus on the great game of the NBA. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people are getting into the AAF thing. I uh, I have not yet really tuned in. I watched maybe like six plays over the weekend. I just, I'm trying. Have they offered I'm, DFS on it yet? No, no DFS yet. So I have <laughs> no incentive. And uh, I think I just need a break from football. You know, I love football. It's my favorite sport. But I like uh, I'm enjoying the NBA golf NASCAR portion of my sports season. Yeah, golf definitely great. Although uh, the last two tournaments have been a little weird with the weather. Yeah, uh, I know that the first round today at Riviera was. Uh, I think they're playing again now, but obviously not going to be a, a a round cut short. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the AAF is interesting to me. Like it obviously has the potential to do very well because. People love football, but like I just have no interest in watching like third string quarterbacks Mm. or worse take on, you know, guys who couldn't play in the NFL. I guess I am glad to see that Christian Hackenberg confirmed still sucks. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's good to know that some things never change. What do you think about the rumor that the reason that they're not offering the uh, the DFS sites are not offering AF contests is that the NFL told them not to? Oh, interesting. I hadn't heard that conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know. Does the NFL care? I mean, I feel like if people come in playing AAF DFS, they would just then play NFL. No, like I. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I mean, maybe they just want the AAF to go away. Yeah, and they figure that that would hinder its possible, you know, popularity. Because, like, think about it. The, the DraftKings literally offers DFS for CFL. everything now. Everything. So they're not going to do it for, you know, the the AF, which has gotten some legitimate buzz. Like I know the Action Network is doing fantasy rankings. They're doing all sorts of content uh, dude, for the AAF. Hardis so. is just insane. So He's much, the man. So yeah. much respect. Like the friggin' like full two thousand word breakdowns on AAF stuff is just it's remarkable. He's a grinder. I mean, it's easy to grind when there's eight teams, right? Like, <laughs> pretty easy to consume all that content. But I, still, yeah, a lot of credit to him. I don't know if the dude sleeps. He just is constantly out here working. So, yep. And and don't worry, uh, Bubba very predictably just missed a six foot par putt. So we're we're ready. <laughs> we're back. Does Bubba like Riviera or loves Riviera? He's won it three oh. times the last five years. Wow. So naturally, I'm in on him. 
<laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're going to talk some NBA today. All-Star Weekend is coming. I want to get you guys ready for all the action. And before we do that, I just want to let you know you can get a 30% discount to a Rotoviz Pass through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. That's the NFL sub. And, uh, you know, the guys are cranking out a lot of NFL content. So hop on over there and save 30% through the podcast homepage. We're going to Before start, we get on yeah, to basketball, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, since we've kind of been talking a little bit of football here, what do you think about Kyler's decision to uh, to to give up baseball and play in the NFL? I love it, and uh, I don't think like the fact that he just said that. Still, I think he has the power. You know what I mean? Like, right? If it doesn't work out for him, he can obviously go back. Right, and like if the wrong team's going to draft him, he could just be like, "If you pick me, I'm just going to go play baseball." Right. Like, so he has like some power. I, I liked it. I mean, I think that the money is going to be better in football. So just from like a financial perspective, it's the right move. But I mean, listen, like if the guy really loves football, he should play football. And uh, I feel like all these like multi-sport pros would probably tell him the same thing. Yeah. Darren Novell wrote an article that if he's a franchise quarterback, which is obviously, you know, not determined yet, still a long way to go along, you know, to get to that point, he could make an extra $120 million in the first decade of playing the sport. Now, like, obviously, he could make some of that up if he was good at baseball on the back end. But, you know, at least early in his career, if he's a first round pick and gets that, you know, big second contract, he's going to make tremendously more money playing football. So I do agree from a financial aspect, it does make sense. Um, and this is a really interesting case study for, you know, the future of the quarterback position in the NFL, you know, like, if he succeeds, does that open the door for other, you know, runners and, and small guys? And I, I get that Murray is the special passer too, right? Like he just completed a season with the greatest yards per attempt, adjusted yards per attempt in the history of college football. So he is a special passer, but, you know, he's very small, right? Like he's very small and like he still is always going to be known as a guy who can do special things with his legs. So uh, if he's successful, I'm interested to see if that'll open the door for some of these other guys, you know, down the, down the road to, to play quarterback, even if they're not, you know, prototypical six foot plus type of dudes. Yeah, totally buy that. I think that uh height and weight Twitter is like a buzz about this. There's a lot of conflicting commentary. So I'm definitely willing to uh, observe and see what happens because the dude could definitely play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And if he runs like a 4-4 at the combine, people might not care. All right. According to him, he can run better than 4-4. So yeah, You got to <laughs> add like, you know, a tenth of a second, right, for the, the confidence factor. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like, the thing, too, is that these guys all train for the combine now. Right. So, like, he might theoretically be able to – post a better 40 time if they train him on, you know, like his get off and all that stuff. Like the 40 to me is not super important because like who cares how fast you can run in a straight line when you're not wearing any pads and you're getting in a track stance beforehand. But like, it will be interesting if you run something stupid, like a four, three, like, yep, I'm here uh, for it. We have the giants. Uh, I think Friedman did a mock draft for us and he had a, uh, 
the Giants taking him, even though it sounds like they're yeah. not the type of team that would take him. But That's just cruel of Friedman doing that to me. <laughs> uh, it does feel like he's going to be, you know, a top half of the first round type guy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the basketball. We're going to lead off with the skills challenge. Uh, and you can see that on the page here if you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, if you're not, uh, here are some of the odds. we got Darren Fox plus 250. Jason Tatum plus 600, Kuzma plus 700, Luka Doncic plus 350, Mike Conley plus 500, Nikola Jokic plus 500, Nikola Vucevic, all the Nikolas. Battle of the Nikolas. Plus 800, and uh, Trey Young the boy plus 370. Uh, what's your take here on the skills challenge, Matt? Yeah, my take is that this is a completely random contest. Right? <laughs> like, you look at the last four winners, we've had. Spencer Dinwiddie last year, Kristaps Porzingis, Carl Anthony Towns, and Patrick Beverly. Yeah, what a crew. Like, who would have thought Patrick Beverly would win anything other than being the most annoying player to play basketball against the award? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I really don't have any interest in Fox as a favorite. Like, I get why he's the favorite. He's the maybe the fastest guy in the NBA, so Can't he should though. be. He should be quick getting through the little slalom course that they have. But for me, there are really three things that uh, are going to come down to like the winner of this contest. The ability to make the bounce pass or make the pass into the little hoop is the biggest, followed by the ability to make the top of the key three-pointer. And then lastly, of course, is motivation. Like There are years where we see these guys just going through the motions, so... Uh, if you're not really motivated, like obviously that's going to make you post a slower time of the odds here. I think I'm going with Mike Conley at plus 500. Um, I like the, you know, all of his things like he can pass, he can obviously shoot the three pointer. Uh, and I like his motivation. He still has never made it to the all-star game. So the fact that he's coming to this competition specifically to do the skills challenge tells me that he wants to win. So uh, I like him at plus 500. I mean, I definitely thought about, you know, Kuzma at like plus 700 uh, if you want to go for like a bigger long shot. Uh, the only guy I am, I, I'm not going to back Nikola Vucevic. He's just a little bit too much of a, a plotter. Um, he can shoot for a big guy, like uh, same thing for Jokic, but I want a guard and I want a guard that's, you know, reasonably priced. So give me Conley at plus 500. Yeah, it sounds sharp. Um, I'm going to back Jokic just because, I mean, first of all, like if I'm betting these props, like I want, I'm betting the guy that I want to win yeah. like half the time as much as I'm betting like <laughs> the best, the best bet, you know? And uh, Jokic is just like a ton of fun. I think he's like, he could be the most skilled big man of all time in terms of like his passing. I think yeah, his for numbers sure. would back that up. And uh, so I think the bounce pass is not really a huge issue. Um, bigger guys got some options with the angles as well. If you want to play that game. Uh, so like the only thing I'm really worried about with him is the three. Like I, I, he seems like the kind of guy that would just be motivated no matter what. So I'm not worried about that. I'm most worried about the three, but I'm, I'm hoping that he just he puts it up for the fellas. You know, yeah, like the they, big man motivation is not an issue. Like if yeah. you're a big in this competition. You want to prove that you have guard-like skills. 100%. So um, the one the thing I, I worry about a little bit with Jokic is just the dribbling through the slalom portion. Yeah, a lot of like, dribbling. 
He's he's if he does make it to the final against the guard, he's definitely going to be in second place after the dribbling portion. So he's going to need to, you know, make it up with the passing and the shooting, which he certainly can. But, you know, like if if the other guy gets out in front and makes his pass and makes his first shot, he's in trouble. I like it. Um, I have to imagine that Luca is like a public favorite. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's the guy that you want. Like, if I was going to just pick who I thought was going to win, it would yeah. be Luka Doncic. For sure. Um, again, like, not the fastest dude. Like, him, if he gets head-to-head with Fox, Fox is going to be ahead. But Fox is not a guy that you feel comfortable nailing the three-point shot. Yep. So, um, yeah, and, and Trey Young is also really interesting, too. Yeah, but, he can stroke it. Again, like this is a random competition, so I'm looking for a little bit of a higher payout. Yeah, no, I like that for sure. Let's go to the threes. Um, we have a couple Maddie favorites on the threes list. But we got Steph and a Curry. snub and a big Maddie snub. <laughs> Where is Davis Bertans? Where is he? Well, I mean, we had to get Seth Curry in, you know. Uh- <laughs> We got Steph Curry plus 130, Buddy Heald plus 400, Devin Booker plus 470, Seth Curry plus 500, Lillard plus 800, Joe Harris plus 800, Kemba Walker plus 900, Danny Green plus 1100, Chris Middleton 12 to 1, and uh, Dirk 15 to 1. Dirk. Yeah, Dirk has surprisingly won this competition in the past, which uh, the history of big men winning the three-point competition is not great. Long Love won it a few years ago, and Nowitzki's won it. Um, but that's really it in terms of guys who are like that big. It's just harder for them. You know, they have to bend down further to get the ball out of the rack. And big guys just don't shoot as well as little guys. So uh, I would love to say that I'm interested in Dirk as plus 1,500. You know he's probably my favorite NBA player of all time. Yep. But uh, this this seems like just a... I'm going to come out here. I'm going to get some shots up. I'm going to wave. I'm going to, you know, go through the motions and have a good time. So, sorry, Dirk. I can't back you at plus 1,500. He's 31 on DK, I'm pretty sure. Like, just no love. But uh, just, probably just, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's 30 to 1 in a competition with 10 guys that, uh, you know, spoiler alert, this is another random competition. Uh, it, it's that's pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie. I might look at that. Always willing to take your action, man. Um, <laughs> so who do you like then? Yeah. So before I get into that, I want to uh, just mention Brian Mears did a great article about the three-point contest. And the title is, is it possible to predict the NBA uh, three-point contest winner? So I was curious. And the answer is no, it's really not predictable. <laughs> There's no statistic that you can look at that says, okay, this guy does this well, so he should be, you know, a guy to back in this competition. Um, that said, the two guys who look like the best values are Seth Curry at plus 500 and Joe Harris at plus 800. Um, they're, they're top two in three point percentage this season. Harris is at 47.1%. Curry 46.5, which are just crazy. Um, on catch and shoot three pointers, they are the best marks as well. Curry is 54.1%, Harris 47.6%. Oh. 
Um, so I think those two guys are your best pure betting values. Uh, that said, I'm picking Steph Curry. Hey! <laughs> um, he's only one for five in this event in his career, which is pretty shocking considering that, you know, most people consider him the greatest three-point shooter in the history of basketball. Uh, and I wouldn't disagree with that statement. Like, the guy is just ridiculously wet. But... The real, the real reason for me picking him is just that his little brother is in the competition and you know he wants to beat him badly. Like beating your brother, beating your sibling, that's a real motivational factor. Sure. Uh, I, th- I think we get the best out of Curry here. Uh, I would love it if I could get him at better than plus 130. Like I've seen him closer to plus 200 at certain places. That's more along the lines of what I'm looking for. Uh, and again, this is a pure gut feeling for me, like, and probably a bad bet. I'm fully willing to acknowledge that. Like Brian Mears's model has that bet rated the worst out of all ten of these guys. Nice. And again, like picking the favorites in these random competitions is probably not smart. Uh, I just think that Steph Curry wants to beat his brother. That's really that's as simple as that for me. Yeah, if you're gonna bet Steph, he's plus two twenty five on DK Sportsbook. Yeah. That that is like a much better value, obviously. Definitely, I I like that at plus two twenty five. Like I'm, I might even bet him and Seth Curry and Joe Harris. Like you could you could bet all three for sure. Yeah, and it, this is like where you want to shop around for the best price because a guy like Harris is only four fifty there, and he's almost double the he's, you know you almost get double the odds on my bookie. So shop yep. these prices around. Um, I chose my bookie when I was making up the outline just because they they were the only site I found that had skills challenge. Okay. So that's why we're using these odds. But I mean, I think that some of the other sites are going to have different odds and you want to shop around. Uh, if I'm taking the my bookie odds, I'm, I'm going to take Joe Harris just because I, I mean, I just think the dude is filthy. I mean, <laughs> not only is he making 47% of his threes, he's averaging over five three point attempts a game. Like it's yep. not like the guy's just, you know, taking a couple here and there and, and making a lot of them. Like, He's shooting a lot of threes, and uh, he's 42% for his career. So it's not like this is a fluke. Like, the dude's legitimately a very, very good shooter. Uh, he's taken more than four threes a game the last three seasons, uh, and he's you know, shooting excellently. So uh, I continue to support Joe Harris. I continue to support all things Nets, honestly. That team's really fun, and uh, I'd like to see Harris. I feel like the Nets deserve a win somewhere. Speaking of the Nets... Literally the worst NBA bad beat of the season last night. If you had Cavs plus seven and a half, they were winning the majority of the game. Okay. Ends up going to overtime. You're down two. Cavs guy hits a shot to force it to double OT. Now you're up three and Damari Carroll hits a three to send it to triple overtime. And they literally end up covering the seven and a half in triple overtime. They were up seven with like five seconds left and anti Zidgets fouled somebody to just put the nail in your coffin. That's heartbreaking. What a brutal, brutal beat. If you had Cavs plus seven and a half and you're listening to this, my condolences. Uh, I really, that's, that's a a one for the record books. You got to call into the action network hotline on that one yeah for sure for sure that's that's great too by the way i love listening to those angry (laughs) calls um and one more thing on harris we did a feature on him at action worldwide wob sat down with him and asked him to make a corner three blindfolded 
and he literally just splashed the net. Wow. Completely, like no rim, just a complete splash shot from three, blindfolded. Like the dude is maybe the best, you know, standstill, standstill shooter in the NBA. So the Cavs let him go for nothing. Yep. Getting him at plus 800, tasty. Love it. All right. Before we get into the dunk contest, so I want to let you know if you are looking to dominate NBA DFS for the rest of the season, you can do so while saving 10% off your subscription over at Daily Roto. Just use promo code AMICO, A M I C O, my last name. Sign up right now for all of Daily Roto's amazing tools and analysis using promo code AMICO and save 10%. Now, the dunk contest, we have a way smaller field. Uh, current Nick, garbage time superstar, Dennis Smith Jr. is plus 150. Uh, John Collins, plus 220. Miles Bridges, plus 250. And Hamadou Diallo, <laughs> plus 400. Any thoughts here, Matt? I mean, we seem like we have a pretty clear favorite in DSJ. I'm not a huge fan of the field, but uh, I'm willing to listen to what you have to say. Yeah, my first thought is Hama don't bet on Diallo at plus 400. Mm. <laughs> uh, I really like Miles Bridges, plus 250. He's had some of the best in-game dunks that I've seen this season. I recommend checking them out if you haven't seen them. But just like mean, nasty finishes over people in traffic. Um, Smith Jr. probably deserves to be the favorite. So I would rank him second. Uh, Collins for me is a cross-off. Like, I just don't think that big guys do well in the dunk contest. Yeah, it's hard to make the dunks look good. Yep. If you're a big guy, you got to come out and really do some super impressive stuff because the basic stuff just doesn't look as impressive when you're six foot ten. So, you know, he would need to have a Dwight Howard-like performance uh, or Blake Griffin-like might be a better cop to, uh, to, to really win this thing. So I don't like him getting the second highest odds. For me, it's Bridges. Uh, or Dennis Smith Jr., and I will take Bridges just because you're getting a little bit of a better payout. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to just take DSJ. Just I, I think he's the best dunker. I think he has the best. Like I, He's just like so athletic, that, and he doesn't really have anything else to think about. Like He probably has like some pretty good stuff cooking in the lab. So I'm, I'm hoping that he uh, wins one for Knicks Nation. It's the energy they need to go out and finish with the worst record in basketball so they can get Zion Williamson and uh, turn the whole thing around. So it, it all starts here with the dunk contest. Let it be known. Speaking of Zion, I'm going to be doing a piece for Action Network, power ranking the top five spots for Zion in the lottery. And spoiler alert, the Knicks will be on there. So Let's go. It's basically, basically this whole piece is an excuse for me to just try and fantasize about Zion being on the Knicks. So it's just like what happens if he goes to Team X? No, just like which teams, like where do you want to see Zion? Oh. You know, like which teams would be the best, the most exciting destinations for Zion to land on? Realistic destinations, like lottery teams, you know, because obviously like put him on Golden State, sure, that'd be awesome. Right. But Let's keep it within reality. So, you know, just imagining him at the garden, I think, would be super exciting on a night in, night out basis. Even even if you're not a Nick fan, you have to appreciate the garden for Zion. For sure. I mean, it says a lot about the garden. Like, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's like the Knicks really have, like, never won anything ever. Like, 
There's no real tradition. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. But the garden is like still a really special place to play. So, yeah. Get the folks in. Um, all right. So that does it for the all star stuff. We had a lot of movement. Can I game. can I do one one thing quickly? Yeah, do whatever you want, man. How is the the world team getting three and a half points against Team USA? You love Team the USA. The world bro. team in the rookie sophomore game. The world team has Doncic, they have Ben Simmons, they have DeAndre Ayton, they have Lowry Markinen. The U.S. team is decent. It, you know, it's a good, it's probably better top to bottom, but like Doncic and and Ben Simmons are the two best players in the game. That's an insane in combo opinion. in terms of playmaking. Right. Like the U.S. team, you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Jason Tatum, uh, Trey Young, Kuzma, Jaron Jackson, Marvin Bagley. Like they have some good players. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that the, the, uh, the U.S. team isn't good, but like I just really like this team world roster, except for OG and Nunnaby. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't need him to play in this game. I mean, the, uh, like, I feel like the, uh, take Team the USA. That, the is, Patriot factor is weighing in on this, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, and Team USA is just like Team Heat Check. And, <laughs> you know, the world team is, is like just really talented, like very, very skilled. So, right. Prepare for a lot of Trey Young 40 footers in that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't, from an entertainment standpoint, I will not mind. Yep, I still say the greatest highlight that game ever produced was uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. going back and forth with Dion Waiters. Oh, gosh, Dion Waiters. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it for sure. Um, so, after the trade deadline in the East, three of the top four teams made big moves. Uh, Sixers brought in Tobias Harris. Raptors got Marcus Saul. Bucks acquired Nikola Mirotic. And uh, Boston did nothing, which he later did, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, That's become that, the calling card of Boston. Yeah, just do nothing and hope it works out. Although uh, Hayward looked really good the other night, so maybe they end up being, you know, maybe they get a little shot in the arm there. Uh, here are the odds to win the East. According to my bookie, Toronto and Milwaukee are tied at plus 220. Philly is plus 290, and Boston is plus 320. Any of these stand out as a value for you, Matt? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I was on Milwaukee prior to the trade deadline like i think we we both kind of like them at their odds definitely um and i still really like them (laughs) it's uh they're the best team in the east in my opinion and i think you could make a case that even though uh, muratich isn't the best player of the of the three that were brought in at the deadline he might have the opportunity to make the biggest impact in milwaukee like they were really just missing the one piece that could, you know, create the ultimate four out one in offense around Giannis. Yep. And now they have it. Like Miritich uh, was one of the, has been one of the best catch and shoot three point shooters in the league this season. And that's really all he's going to need to do 
playing for the Bucks. You know, space the floor, and when Giannis kicks it to you, just drill it. And I love the fit. Uh, I already thought that Milwaukee was being undervalued. So uh, I liked it better when I think they were plus 250 the last time we talked, and they were like fourth in the East. Now they're tied for first with Toronto, but I still think that plus 220 is a really good price for them. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they're being undervalued. Uh, They are the best team in overall net rating. Um, They're fourth in offense. They're first in defense. Like, they've just played really well. And you mentioned Miritich. Like, I feel like Miritich kind of was unlocking. I mean, Anthony Davis is an amazing player. But I feel like Miritich's presence helped to kind of unleash him a little bit in terms of the floor spacing and letting him dominate inside. Like the same thing, I think is going to happen here. I mean, the Bucks have already pretty much displayed that that's their mo. Like, just play really fast, take a bunch of threes, ISO, Giannis inside. Like, just let him work in the paint, you know, and around the rim. Like, this is a good team, and uh, they don't have like the studs top to bottom like a couple of these other teams do. Like, uh, you know, they don't have uh like a more talented maybe like best five, but Giannis is the best player in the East. And they like are perfectly coached around him and have the right skill sets around him. So really, really like Milwaukee. I'm definitely with you. Um, I still like Philly. Like I'm definitely a, a Philly believer. I just think their starting five is like insane right now. Um, huge Tobias Harris fan. I mean, obviously he's from Long Island, so a little biased, but like I just love guys that can Maybe dominate's not the right word, but I like the guy. I like guys who can like make big impacts in games without needing the ball. Like Harris can like set you up in a lot of ways. He can he can screen, he can spot up, um, and he plays a little bit of defense. Like I feel like he's he's exactly what they need because I, I you know the big thing that we've been kind of saying for months about Philly is like you know outside of Reddick they don't really have any shooters. They don't have enough shooting. Uh, to space Embiid, especially since Simmons doesn't really shoot threes or literally does not shoot threes. He's attempted a couple now, at least this year. Yeah. I I'm... Still has yet to make one in his career, though. Yeah, just freaking <laughs> – just keep taking them, man. Just take them. Like, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Like, this is the team that could, like, combust. Like, if you were to ask me, like, which of these teams could lose in the first round, it's probably also Philly. Nah, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I'm just saying like, they, could, they could just totally combust. Like I could see like Butler fighting Ben Simmons and <laughs> like just stupid crap happening. But uh, I do still like Philly. I think that their depth is a little underrated, honestly, just because at least off the bench now they they have a couple guys you can shoot. And uh, with the depth that they have in the first lineup, they can, you know, space the minutes out and still have a go-to scorer on the court at all times. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm a definitely not as high on their bench as you are. Like, really, the only guy I feel great with coming off the bench is McConnell, and he's not much of a shooter and needs the ball in his hands, which is another, like, that, that goes with their entire roster, needs the ball in their hands. Yeah. So I agree that Harris was a great uh, get for them, like, perfect fit with their roster. Um, I do think they gave up quite a bit to get him. Oh, yeah. And I'm worried about the depth, but they could bring in, you know, they're definitely going to be a player for some of these buyout guys. Um, I think that that could help them. You know, they got Ersan Ilyasova and Marco Bellinelli late in the buyout process last year. Probably. And those guys paid big, played big minutes for them in the playoffs. So uh, I could see them being players there, which would help. Uh, I, I just think, yeah, like 
you mentioned that the Milwaukee starting five may not be super talented. Like, I think that's kind of underappreciating, you know, what Chris Middleton is, what Malcolm Brogdon is. Like, th- these guys are good players. Um, they probably don't get the attention that they deserve because of Giannis, but, you know, th- they don't really have any weak spots. Like, even Brooke Lopez was underutilized in, in L.A., so it's not surprising to me that, you know, he's having a bit of a resurgence here with the Bucks. so... Um, I think that they're, I think that they're good. And I think that the one thing we can agree on is fade the Celtics. Fade them. Fade them. I'm completely avoiding them. Um, I do want to say, died now I forget. That's embarrassing. (laughs) There was like something I was thinking about when you were talking about Philly. Was it about their bench or the buyout market? Oh, it was about the the trade. Like I want to go on record by saying that the, Miami 2021 unprotected pick is overrated. Hmm. Okay. Overrated. First of all, it's two years from now. So like, even if the pick ends up being a good player, like Philly is going to get a lot better over the next two years, assuming they can keep Harris. Like that's the only way that they're going to get a guy like that. And they needed to kind of add a guy like that now. Cause they're going to have to play pay Simmons soon anyway. So I think that, I think that what they gave up, while a lot in terms of like how it's valued i just like if there's a team if there's a guy in the league that can get his team to not suck two years from now it's pat riley like i could totally see that pick ending up like the king's pick this year or you know something like that where it's like oh this team actually like they're not great but they don't really suck either and uh you're just getting like a back end of a lottery pick and you got you know three years out tobias harris for it so just want to put that out there because I think that uh, I think draft picks in general are probably overvalued. Yeah, I mean, I commend them for taking a shot. You know, like we've criticized Boston a lot for not cashing in their assets sure. when they exactly. could, and Philly is doing that. So, um, you know, kudos. I, I give them credit for that. The only thing is that, like, this is their team now. You know, the process sure. is over. And do they have a good enough core? with those four guys that they can win a title. I'm not sure. So we'll see what happens. Pretty crazy to think too, that after like all these years of the West being so loaded, like if like Durant comes to the East, like the East is friggin' uh, a rock fight all year, you know? And I don't know. I just think it's pretty incredible. Yeah. The, 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 the number of talent is probably still better in the West, but it's a little more spaced out, you exactly, know, the East. Yeah. The East has some real good teams up at the top. Uh, we didn't say anything about Toronto, but I, I do think that uh, like they're just always what they are. Like I feel like they're just very solid. I just don't think I just don't trust them to win the playoffs. Like the Lowry back thing has me a little worried. Um, I do like the Gasol addition. Like they really didn't give up anything for him. Like Miles and, and Wright were doing really nothing for them. It's a direct upgrade over Valanciunas, so like obviously you don't mind giving him up. Here's a hot take. I don't know if it is that big of an upgrade over Valanciunas. Wow. You don't think because of the D? Valanciunas in the past. was like a guy that you could play for like 15, 20 minutes in the playoffs and just get buckets. Like Gasol can't do that. If they made this trade last year, I'd be like, yeah, great move. Gasol is really not the same player anymore. Um, I, I agree with it in principle, the idea of trading Valanciunas for an upgrade, 
but I just don't think that Gasol really moves the needle in any sort of way for them. Like if they had brought in Vucevic, oh, yeah. I would have been much, much more excited. Gucci Mane, that's who I want. You know, I- like Gasol's numbers defensively this year in terms of defensive real plus minus uh, are really not as good as what you would have expected for him. You know, like Memphis has kind of made their living playing defense this, uh, in the past. Gasol is 13th in defensive real plus minus at center this year. So, like, that's kind of just middle of the pack. Vucevic is eighth for what it's worth. Um, So, yeah, like, I would have liked that move a little bit better. I'm not sure if that was on the table. Maybe Orlando is really, you know, committed to making a run at the eighth seed or they want to re-sign him, which I do, you know, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me that they would do that after drafting, you know, Mo Bamba with the sixth pick last year, but... Um, you know, if he was available, I think that that would have been the the direction I would have preferred to see them go. Nah, bro, Magic are winning the division. Forget the <laughs> yeah, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I bet the Magic at nine to one down FanDuel Sportsbook. I checked this morning; it's already down to eight to one. I don't know what it is right now. Okay, but uh, took them yesterday nine to one to win the division. They're only uh, two games back of Charlotte. They're playing Charlotte right now. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I want to check that out. But uh, if you look at, like, the schedules, uh, Charlotte and the Heat, it's basically like a three-way race, and they have really tough schedules. Like, probably two of, like, the five or ten toughest in the league, and the Magic have, like, a bottom five schedule. So I'm trusting I'm trusting the Magic. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but I'm trusting <laughs> the Magic to uh, take advantage of the schedule difference and, uh, you know, win a bunch of games here after All-Star. and. Uh, Put a little money in my wallet. I mean, nine to one, I just thought was way too long. And, yeah. Uh, when you first told said it to me, I was like, well, that seems ridiculous. But then I looked at the teams that were in their division, saw that they were only two games back. And yeah, I think it's a great bet. I mean, you're getting a team that's two games out of first place. You're getting nine to one on. Yep. That just seems like a really bad line. Um, and I just checked. They're up 15 at the end of the first quarter. Let's so. go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hat tip to uh, American at American Numbers, him with the numbers on Twitter. Like his basketball stuff is pretty fire, and he tweets like a lot of stuff for free. Like he's kind of who put me on like the Pelicans last year against the Blazers, okay, um, and like the Celtics. And he posted like he has the Magic eighty four percent to win the division. Wow! So I was like, I'm obviously betting this. So if you, you can still get this bet, which I'm positive you can, it'll. If the Magic win, you won't get you won't get eight to one, but you could probably still get some pretty good plus odds. Tasty, hit them up. Uh, all right, now in the West, way quieter. No real moves. Warriors are minus three thirty to make it back to the finals. Uh, is that a good price, or would you rather roll the dice on someone pulling the upset? No uh, rhyme scheme intended. That is just like a crazy number, right? Minus 330. Fire. Um, unfortunately, I don't think you can bet it at that current number. Uh, I would rather just bet them to win the whole thing, you know? Definitely. Like bet them to win the NBA Finals. You get slightly better odds. Um, the one team that really stands out to me, and it, it's another repeat, is the Thunder. They're plus 1,600 to win the West right now. If any team can beat the Warriors, I think it's them. Yep. You know, Paul George has been 
phenomenal this season. Like as good as you think he's been, he's been better. Does it all for them, offense, defense. He's he's you know he probably deserves to be in the top three of the MVP balloting right now. Um, and and Westbrook is the ultimate X factor. You know they have been good this year, especially defensively, uh, but offensively as well. And that's with Westbrook basically shooting <coughs> like thirty percent from everywhere on the floor. He can't even make free throws anymore. That's bad. But if for some reason he finds his shooting form in that series, like the Thunder could definitely be the better team. Uh, I like what they've done, you know, developing Terrence Ferguson. Like we've been begging for them for years to just find a good three point shooter to put around these guys. And I think they finally found it in Ferguson. Um, Steven Adams still, Really valuable center, you know, defense setting screens and stuff. Like, he might be the straight-up strongest dude in the NBA. Um, and they just got Markeith Morris off the buyout market. Uh, I don't expect him to have a huge impact, but, like, he's certainly better than Patrick Patterson. So if you give him Patrick Patterson's minutes, he can, you know, all the things that we want Patrick Patterson to do, like, Markeith Morris can actually do them. So uh, I, I think that the Thunder at plus 1,600, like, yes, they're probably not going to beat the Warriors, but those odds are saying that, you know, they only need to win roughly 5% of the time that they meet. And is that possible? I think it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Thunder are uh, fourth in net rating. Um, and the gap between, like, them and the Warriors, I mean, you know, granted, the Warriors have dealt with, like, a bunch of stuff, but. The gap between like them and the Warriors is tighter than the gap between the Warriors and Milwaukee. So there's uh, a lot of reasons to think the Thunder can compete. The defensive rating, like you said, is especially good. They're third in D rating. Um, and their top lineup has been very good as well. Westbrook, George, Adams, Grant, and Ferguson, uh, 13.6 net rating. Fourth best lineup in basketball with at least 200 minutes played. So... Uh, that's really good. Uh, in case you're wondering, number one is Portland. Number two is Golden State with uh, basically like the death lineup, but with Looney in. Uh, probably just haven't had enough minutes with Boogie. Right, yeah. And then uh, surprisingly, Utah. Rubio, Crowder, Gobert, Ingles, and Mitchell. Kind of surprised by that. I'm still hoping for a late Utah push. For sure. We're need that Utah over. Fans. <laughs> I need that over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get a couple extra shekels over on my bookie. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you on OKC. I think that like it's just like a weird year. Like I, I still feel like it's possible that the Rockets could do it just because of Harden. But it's just way harder to do against a team that can actually play defense. Like, yeah, we haven't seen that style of play translate to the playoffs yet. Exactly. And the fact that they have the second best odds in the West makes that unappealing. Because I agree. Like. I, I like Houston probably third behind Oklahoma City. Um, but when you consider the odds, it's just not an appealing bet to me. I like what Houston did at the deadline. They were able to unload Brandon Knight's contract. Um, they they brought in Iman Shumpert, who I think will help them. And they're another team that I think is going to be very active in the buyout market. Like the one thing with Houston all season has been that they just had no depth. Like they had Harden. And then Paul, uh, Eric Gordon got hurt. Chris Paul got hurt. Capella got hurt. And they found out that none of the other guys on their roster can really play basketball. 
So they just need warm bodies, and I do think that they'll have uh, a better lineup and a better depth at least come playoff time than they did at the beginning of the season. But I still just don't know if Harden by himself, you know, carrying that big of a load on a nightly basis is going to be enough. Where do you stand on the Nuggets? Because, uh, I mean, for a while they were the top team in the West. I, uh, I think we're both Jokic fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but does the IT thing, I think, I forget if it was you I was talking to, but like, is the IT thing a plus or a minus? Like, do you think that they'll run some more? Because I've been pretty much saying that they'll run some more like three guard lineups with IT back just because like they can't really take Beasley, uh, and Morris off the floor. Like those guys have been playing really well. Um, and their backup wings, I don't think are really that good. So I, I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts on the Nuggets? I mean, Isaiah Thomas probably shouldn't even play for them. Yeah. Um, like, if he's back to being, you know, the guy that he was in Boston, obviously he deserves minutes. But if he's not the same guy, like, you can't play a 5'9 guy who is – you know, that big of a minus defensively if he's not going to give you buckets, especially considering that they have maybe the best depth in the league. So I think he's like, a, you know, a luxury item that you, you, you see what you have. They don't really have to worry about playoff seeding or anything like that. Um, and you just see if maybe he can give you some minutes in the playoffs. But uh, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, they see what they have. He's not the same guy. And then ultimately he doesn't even play come playoff time. Yeah, I can buy that a lot for sure. I want him to be back so bad, though. He's so fun. And, I just uh, feel really bad for him. Right, like exactly. The, truth. The, the Celtics thing, the injury, like everything just like, I don't know, man. Guy doesn't deserve it. Not saying like anyone does, but doesn't deserve it. Guy's fought so hard. He's the last pick in the draft. I don't know. Wow, yep, man. and my big thing with the Nuggets roster is outside of Jokic, like I just don't think they have the guns right now. You know, like they have a great, the great team depth, a lot of different ways that they can go on a night to night basis. But, you know, playing one team seven times, I'm just not sure if they have the manpower to or the star power, I should say, to compete with, you know, the Hardens and the Westbrooks and obviously the Warriors of the world. Yeah. Need a real like Jamal Murray heat check. Like right. just needing to go flames. All right. Anything else you want to talk about hoops wise before we wrap up? I think that's it. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to, to see where the rest of the season progresses. Uh, Nick's doing a nice job tanking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm ready. I think that this is going to be a very fun playoffs when we get there. And, and I promise we will get there eventually. I know the right, the NBA regular season is a grind. Uh, nobody appreciates that more than me who literally writes about it every single day of the week. Hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but we're getting there. And I think that we're going to be rewarded with a, with a fun playoffs. Like I, I, we get a lot of complaints, like, you, you know, does it even really matter? Like the Warriors are just going to win at the end. Like, yeah, probably. But people forget that the Warriors have had some real freaking scares, you know, like Houston took them, gave them everything that they had last year. The Thunder, when they had Durant, gave them everything that they had. Like it's not some foregone conclusion that the Warriors are going to win. And even if they do win, we shouldn't just look back on it and say, oh, this was a complete waste of a season, you know? Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. And, like, I think I said this to John the other day. Like, you just, like, we love titles. Titles matter. But, like, there's still so many other things. Like, you can't just, like, call a season a bad season if you don't win a title. And 
There's going to be so much good basketball. Like, I think the finals on its own will be good. Like, we get whoever comes out of the East is going to have to have played really well. And I think that we can at least see some good games against Golden State. But, like, the East semis and finals are going to be incredible. The West in, like, all these series, I think, have potential to be really, really close. So, like, we're going to see a ton of good basketball. Like, we just need to enjoy that instead of, like, bitching that the Warriors are the best team and, and might win it again. Agreed. So, that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.